Welcome back everybody. With November almost over, it's time to take a look at the best dividend aristocrats for December of 2022. I've already posted my article on Seeking Alpha with the selections for December. I'll drop a link in the description below if you'd like to check out the article. October was a very good month for the aristocrats, with Noble gaining 10.31% last month. This brought the fund's return for the year to a loss of just 8.96%. The momentum from October has carried over into November, with the dividend aristocrat ETF being up 6.52% through November 22nd. This brings its year-to-date return to just a loss of 3.03%, and it's very possible now that Noble may finish the year with a positive return. What I want to present today is three strategies that can theoretically beat the dividend aristocrat index in the long run. After nearly 16 months, with November being month 16, all three buy-and-hold portfolios that track these strategies continue to deliver alpha over Noble. So let's talk about each strategy now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The first strategy is the most undervalued strategy. And as the name suggests, here we're looking for the potentially most undervalued dividend aristocrats each month. My preferred method for valuation is dividend yield theory, mainly because it's very simple to understand and apply. I like dividend yield theory because it doesn't require you to make too many assumptions. The only assumption you have to make is that the given stock will revert back to its long-term trailing dividend yield. This valuation technique works best for mature businesses with long histories of dividend growth making the dividend aristocrats an ideal pool of companies to value using this method. Selecting the 10 most undervalued dividend aristocrats each month and adopting a buy-and-hold investing approach can lead to long-term outperformance if the targeted stocks return to fair valuation. Now it may take a few months or even years to see this strategy actually pay off. So let's take a look at the returns for this buy-and-hold portfolio. The most undervalued buy-and-hold portfolio returned 10.07% in October. This was slightly worse than Noble that returned 10.31% but it was almost 2% better than the S&P, with SPY, the S&P 500 dividend ETF, gaining just 8.13%. November is looking very promising thus far, with the most undervalued buy-and-hold portfolio being up 6.94% through November 22nd. This is 0.44% better than Noble, that is up 6.52%, and about 3.4% better than SPY, that is just up 3.54%. With strong returns in quarter 4, the most undervalued buy-and-hold portfolio is actually up on the year, with the year-to-date return being plus 1.54%. Noble still has a small loss this year, and it's down 3.03%. So the most undervalued buy-and-hold portfolio is doing about 4.5% better. And the S&P 500 is still struggling. It's still down 18.45% this year, with the most undervalued buy-and-hold portfolio having quite a wide margin over SPY. The total return since inception for the most undervalued buy-and-hold portfolio is 10.72%. Noble is up 3.31% over this period of time, and SPY is down 11.06%. So the most undervalued buy-and-hold portfolio has generated 7.41% of alpha over Noble, and 21.79% of alpha over SPY. These are pretty wide cushions over a 16-month period of time. Okay, so let's take a look at the actual portfolio now. The portfolio is made up of 31 unique present and former dividend aristocrats. I track this portfolio by investing $1,000 each month, equally split amongst the 10 chosen aristocrats for that month. So that's $100 invested in each of the 10 most undervalued aristocrats. The positions are never trimmed or sold, and all dividends are reinvested back into the issuing stock. 
Here are all of the positions, the current market value, capital invested, total return, and allocation as of November 22nd. AbbVie is up 57.2% in this portfolio, but it makes up a very small percentage of the portfolio with less than 1%. Affleck is up 26.06% and makes up about 2.2% of the portfolio. Amcor is up about 5% and makes up a little bit less than 2% of the portfolio. AOSmith is up 6.01% and makes up 1.25% of the portfolio. Air Products and Chemicals is up nearly 28% and makes up a little bit less than 1% of the portfolio. Atmos Energy is up 22.13% and makes up about 5.76% of the portfolio. Becton Dickinson is up a little bit more than 3% and makes up less than 1% of the portfolio. Franklin Resources is up just 1.32% but makes up nearly 5% of the portfolio. Cardinal Health is up 65.45% and makes up nearly 4% of the portfolio. Clorox is one of the bigger holdings, making up 8.32% of the portfolio, and the stock is up just 0.72%. Chevron is one of the best performers in the portfolio, up 94.32%, but it accounts for just 3.44% of the total allocation. Ecolab is down 8% in the portfolio, and makes up a little bit less than 5% of the portfolio. Consolidate Edison is up 33%, and makes up 3% of the portfolio. General Dynamics is up 31%, and makes up 1.5% of the portfolio. Hormel is up nearly 14% and makes up a little bit less than 5% of the portfolio. IBM is up about 28% and makes up 1.5% of the portfolio. Kimberly-Clark is up 11.62% and makes up 0.66% of the portfolio. Legadin Platt that isn't a dividend aristocrat anymore is down 10.12% and makes up just half a percent of the portfolio. Lowe's is up about 15% and makes up 3.39% of the portfolio. Medtronic is down 15% and makes up 4% of the portfolio. McCormick is up 9.35% and makes up 1.29% of the portfolio. 3M is also one of the larger positions in the portfolio, making up a little bit more than 6% of the total allocation, and the position is down nearly 7%. PPG Industries is up 2.88% and makes up 1.21% of the portfolio. Sherwood Williams is up 13.5% and makes up 1.34% of the portfolio. Stanley Black & Decker is down nearly 16% and makes up almost 4% of the portfolio. AT&T, that is also no longer a dividend aristocrat, is up 6.5% and makes up 4.4% of the portfolio. Target is up 6.38% and makes up 0.63% of the portfolio. Tiro Price Group is also a sizable position, with a 5.48% allocation. The stock is up 3.25% in the portfolio. VF Corporation is the worst performing position, it's down 29% and makes up 5.44% of the portfolio. Walgreens is the largest position in terms of capital invested and the current market value. It accounts for 9.46% of the portfolio, and is up just 0.18%. And Exxon is the best performing stock in the portfolio, it's up 114.72%, and makes up a little bit more than 2.5% of the portfolio. So as you can see, some of these positions are up, and some are down. But collectively, they're performing very well over the last 16 months. The goal of this strategy is to find dividend aristocrats when they're undervalued, invest in the positions then, and wait for them to return to fair value, and offer above average returns in the process. Okay, let's take a look at the 10 most undervalued aristocrats right now that will be included in this portfolio in December. And on the list we have Clorox, Ecolab, SX Property Trust, Lowe's, Medtronic, 3M Company, Roper, Stanley Black & Decker, Target, and VF Corporation. The undervaluations range from a low of 17% for Clorox and Roper Technologies to a high of minus 51% for VF Corporation. The dividend yields also range from 0.63% to a high of 6.1%. But we do have a few solid dividend yield companies. SX Property Trust offers a dividend yield above 4%, 3M Company is at 4.66%, and VF Corporation is at 
Stanley Black & Decker is also looking pretty decent at 3.91%. Medtronic offers a dividend yield of 3.45%, and Clorox is at 3.15% right now. What all of these dividend aristocrats offer is a dividend yield right now that is much better than the historical dividend yield for each of them. And that is the objective of this strategy, to pick up dividend aristocrats that are trading well above their historical dividend yield, in turn locking in a higher dividend yield and waiting for the share price to bounce back to a fair valuation. The second strategy I track is the fastest expected growth strategy. And the focus here is on dividend aristocrats that are expected to grow the fastest in the near future. Historically, there has been a correlation between earnings growth and share price appreciation. Companies that have grown their earnings faster have also seen higher total returns over the long term. One way to gauge how fast earnings for a company will grow is to leverage analyst forecasts. For this strategy, I decided to use a discounted 5-year EPS growth forecast combined with a return of fair valuation and the current dividend yield to identify the 10 best aristocrats poised for the best total return in the future. So let's see how this strategy has been performing. The strategy had a very good return in October, being up 13.68%, which was much better than Noble and SPY. In November it's doing pretty well as well, it's up 6.07%, which isn't better than Noble, but it's much better than SPY. Year to date the strategy is still down 2.58%, which is better than Noble and SPY, but it's not better than the most undervalued strategy. Over the past 16 months, the strategy has generated 5.42% of alpha over Noble, and 19.8% of alpha over SPY, also very good figures. It's doing slightly worse than the most undervalued strategy, but it definitely bridged some of the gap in October. And I think once we enter the next bull market, this strategy will catch up to the most undervalued strategy and may even surpass it. Let's take a quick look at the buy and hold portfolio. This portfolio is a little bit smaller than the most undervalued portfolio. It holds 28 unique dividend aristocrats. I follow the same process of investing $1,000 each month equally split amongst the 10 chosen aristocrats. The positions are never sold and all dividends are reinvested back into the issuing stock. The one special circumstance in this portfolio was that People's United was removed from the portfolio in April, as the company was acquired by MNT Bank. Since MNT Bank isn't a dividend aristocrat, I decided to sell this position and reinvest the proceeds equally amongst the 10 chosen aristocrats for April. Here are all of the positions, the current market value, capital invested, total return, and allocation as of November 22nd. We have Albermalley that is up 18% and makes up 6.34% of the portfolio. Air Products and Chemicals is up 26% and makes up 3 quarters of the portfolio. Caterpillar makes up nearly 8% of the portfolio and is up 21.34%. Chubb is up 16% and makes up nearly 7% of the portfolio. Cincinnati Financial is up 12.2% and makes up 0.67% of the portfolio. Clorox is up 4.2% and makes up 0.62% of the portfolio. Chevron is up 14.52% and makes up 0.68% of the portfolio. Ecolab makes up nearly 3.5% of the portfolio and is down 16.68%. Granger makes up 3 quarters of a percent of the portfolio and is up 23.77%. IBM is up 22.82% and makes up a little bit more than 7% of the portfolio. Illinois Toolworks is up 8.15% and makes up 1.29% of the portfolio. Lindy PLC is up 5% and makes up a little bit less than 2% of the portfolio. Lowe's is up 6.5% and makes up 3.82% of the portfolio. McDonald's is up 13% and makes up 4.73% of the portfolio. Medtronic is down 12.5% and makes up 3.13% of the portfolio. 3M Company is down 3.4% and makes up 1.73% of the portfolio. Nucor is up 34% and makes up 12% of the portfolio, being the largest position. Realty Income is up 4.87% and makes up 0.63% of the portfolio. PPG Industries is up 4.38% and makes up 3.11% of the portfolio. 
Peoples United is no longer part of the portfolio, but I still have it on my tracker for historical purposes. Sherwin-Williams is up 4.89% and makes up 0.63% of the portfolio. Stanley Black & Decker is down 18.65% and makes up a little bit less than 4% of the portfolio. Cisco is up 11.4% and makes up 10.64% of the portfolio. AT&T is up 4.76% and makes up 0.63% of the portfolio. Target is up 2.12% and makes up a little bit more than 3% of the portfolio. T. Rowe Price Group is up 4.17% and makes up nearly 5% of the portfolio. VF Corporation is down nearly 32% and makes up 6.5% of the portfolio. West Pharma is down 3.83% and makes up 1.15% of the portfolio. And ExxonMobil is up 18.92% and makes up 0.71% of the portfolio. So as you can see, there are no huge winners or losers in this portfolio. Whereas the most undervalued portfolio had a position that was up more than 100% and another one that was pretty close. This portfolio is a little bit more balanced, as here we're not targeting undervalued companies, but ones that are expected to grow the fastest. Let's take a look at the 10 shows in stocks for December. We have Albermalley, Clorox, SX Property Trust, Granger, Nucor, Realty Income, Stanley Black & Decker, Cisco, VF Corporation, and West Pharma. Six of these 10 companies are undervalued right now. Clorox is about 18% undervalued. SX Property Trust is about 29% undervalued. Realty Income is about 10% undervalued. Stanley Black & Decker is about 49% undervalued. VF Corporation is about 52% undervalued. And West Pharma is about 6% undervalued. With the remaining four stocks being overvalued based on dividend yield theory, Albermalley is about 139% overvalued. Granger is about 43% overvalued. Nucor is about 87% overvalued. And Cisco is about 6% overvalued. But even with these overvaluations, the companies still look promising based on my future growth assumptions. My expected rates of return range from a low of 13.91% to a high of 39.38%. And keep in mind these are just assumptions, I'm not actually expecting any of these companies to hit these returns. What I do expect is that these companies have the potential to have a higher return than the other companies that didn't rank as well. If you want to take a closer look at any of these tables, I'll have a link to this article in the description below. And the third and final strategy is the blended strategy. It's essentially a blend of the first two strategies. With the focus on the fastest expected growth, but applied only to undervalued aristocrats. The objective of this strategy is to narrow in on the best combination of the fastest expected growth strategy and the most undervalued strategy. Let's take a look at the returns for the blended strategy right now. The buy and hold portfolio for this strategy was up 9.97% in October, which was the weakest return from amongst the three strategies. In November, it's up 5.78%, which is also the weakest return. My initial hypothesis was that this strategy would be somewhere in the middle between the most undervalued strategy and the fastest expected growth strategy. But as of right now, it seems to be doing the worst. It's still beating Noble on a year-to-day basis. It's down 2.37%, so about 0.7% of alpha this year. And during the past 16 months, it's still generating 3.29% of alpha over Noble and 17.66% of alpha over SPY. So it's doing quite well, but not better than the fastest expected growth strategy and the most undervalued strategy. I still think in the long run this strategy might have merit, as a blend of fast growth and undervaluation may prove to be the best combination of these two strategies. So let's take a look at this portfolio now. It's the largest buy and hold portfolio of these three strategies. It holds 33 unique dividend aristocrats. It also had a position in People's United, and I followed the same approach as for the fastest expected growth strategy. I'm not going to go over all of the positions in this portfolio, I'll just highlight some of the bigger ones and the best and worst performing ones. Air Products and Chemicals is up 29% and makes up nearly 4% of the portfolio. Atmos Energy is up 26% and makes up 4.6% of the portfolio. 
Franklin Resources is down nearly 10% and makes up 1.1% of the portfolio. Cardinal Health is up 68% and makes up a little bit more than 3% of the portfolio. Caterpillar is up 35% but makes up less than 1% of the portfolio. Cintas is up 35% and makes up 1.64% of the portfolio. Ecolab is one of the larger positions, making up 5.63% of the portfolio, and it's down 7.22%. General Dynamics is up 31% and makes up nearly 4% of the portfolio. Hormel also makes up 4% of the portfolio and is up 15%. IBM is one of the larger positions, making up 8.86% of the portfolio, and it's up 32.71%. Kimberly-Clark is up nearly 40%, but makes up a little bit less than 1% of the portfolio. Medtronic is down 16.5% and accounts for 5.57% of the portfolio. 3M is also a large position, making up 6.6% of the portfolio, and it's down 16.32%. Sherwin-Williams is up 9% and makes up nearly 4% of the portfolio. Stanley Black & Decker is down 22% and makes up more than 4% of the portfolio. Cisco is up 14.15% and makes up 4.16% of the portfolio. VF Corporation is down nearly 28% and makes up 5.7% of the portfolio. Tiro Price Group is up 1.83% and makes up 5.56% of the portfolio. ExxonMobil is up 114.72% and makes up 2.61% of the portfolio. Let's take a look at the 10 chosen aristocrats for the blended strategy for December. We have Clorox, Ecolab, SX Property Trust, Lowe's, Medtronic, Realty Income, Sherwin-Williams, Stanley Black & Decker, VF Corporation, and West Pharma. All 10 of these aristocrats are potentially undervalued right now, and they all have a very strong expected rate of return assumption. In addition to tracking the buy and hold portfolios, I track how the multi-selections for each strategy have performed, and the data thus far points to the buy and hold portfolios as being the favorable strategy. If we look at each of the three strategies, the buy and hold portfolios are performing much better than the individual multi-lists, with the alpha ranging from 5.5% to a high of 15.83%. That is a pretty significant difference. The easiest way to gain exposure to the dividend aristocrats is to just buy shares of Noble. The fund finished 2021 with a fantastic return and has an annualized rate of return of 11.17% since inception. That's a very solid rate of return. But if you want to invest in the dividend aristocrats and you want to do better than Noble, you can use one of my three strategies. Because all of the dividend aristocrats don't perform the same. Some are good and some are bad. If you want to break down this year, 30 dividend aristocrats are beating Noble through October. And 21 are actually in the green this year. Here is a list of the best performing aristocrats in 2022 through month and October. First up we have Coca-Cola that is up 3.37%. McDonald's is up 3.4%. Atmos Energy is up 3.5%. Johnson & Johnson is up 3.68%. Consolidated Edison is up 5.79%. Caterpillar is up 6.6%. Pepsi is up 6.65%. IBM is up 7.36%. AbbVie is up 12.36%. Chubb is up 12.56%, Affleck is up 13.71%, Granger is up 13.91%, Nucor is up 16.56%, Albermalley is up 20.31%, General Dynamics is up 22.5%, Genuine Parts Company is up 29.36%, Archer Daniels Midland is up 45.53%, Cardinal Health is up 51.23%, Chevron is up 58.5%, and ExxonMobil is the best aristocrat this year, and it's up 88.75%. Look, no strategy is going to point you to the best aristocrat each month, but I think you can use strategies, such as the ones I outlined in the series, to generate some alpha over Noble and have a portfolio of individual dividend aristocrats that is going to offer you a decent dividend yield, a steady rate of dividend growth, 
and an option to bypass the expense ratio for Noble that is 0.35%.